Yesterday, we all celebrated Lag Boimer. Today is the day after Lag Boimer. Let's talk about the day after Lag Boimer. The Talmud tells us in the Tractate of Yavamis, page 62, side B. There the Gemara says, Rabbi Akiva had 24,000 students. And these 24,000 students died over a very short period of time. Generally, it was 33 days, starting the second day of Pesach, up until Lagba Imer. There's a question whether or not they ceased right before Lagba Imer, or they passed away that night as well, and they stopped in the morning. But for 33 days, 33 days, Rabbi Kiva lost 24,000 students. My question is, what happened the day after Lagba Imer? Says the Gemara, after he lost the 24,000 students, he went to the south and he acquired five new students. Rab Meir, Rab Yehuda, Rab Yosef, Rabbi Shimon Ba Yechoi, Rabbi Elazar Ben Shemua. According to the Mishnah's Chassidim, which is a book of Kabbalah, that conveys the teachings of that Yizal. Over there it says, he acquired new students. However, it goes on to say, however, in addition, primarily he acquired Rabbi Shimon Bayechoi. Implying that Rabbi Shimon Bayechoi was equivalent to all the other five students of Rabbi Akiva. According to the Medrash, it was actually seven students. But the point is, the Gemara says that he lost 24,000 students. And it goes on to say the world became desolate. The world was desolate after the 24,000 students perished, and now he needed to rebuild his world. So, perhaps we can say that the day after Lagba Imer, after he lost the 24,000 students, and now Lagba Imer was the first day that it ceased, he was able to catch his breath, he realized now he must rebuild. Can you imagine? Can you imagine a teacher losing 24,000 students after working his entire life, putting all his energy and knowledge and resources into building this following? And now it all disappears. It becomes desolate. What would the average teacher do? What would the average rabbi do? What would the average CEO do? Give up. Maybe I should find another job, become a shoemaker. And yet... He took this passion, he took his faith, 
He took all of his energy and he said it was starting over. He went and he chose five of his choicest students that remained. And he said, from you, we are going to rebuild the entire world. To elaborate on a few of these concepts, number one, why do you mean the world was desolate? There were no other students, no other teachers, only Rabbi Akiva. We know Rabbi Akiva had colleagues. There were other Tanoim, authors of the Mishnah, and they also had yeshivas. So why does the Gemara say, after these 24,000 died, the world became desolate? So the answer is, that the Gemara tells us, Halacha Rabbi Akiva. The law is in accordance with Rabbi Akiva. So even though there were many other rabbis, but the law was according to him. And we know that Rabbi Shimon, his disciple, writes in the Zoya, God looked into the Torah and created the world. In other words, the world is created through Torah. When there is Torah, the world exists. When there is no Torah, the world becomes desolate. So Rabbi Kiva represented the vitality of the entire world. So the day after, the day after Lagba Imer, he begins to rebuild. And I want to use this concept to explain and expound the sphera of the 34th day of the Omer. Each day of the Omer, we evaluate and we refine another midah, another attribute. So what is the attribute of the 34th day of the Omer? The attribute is Yisoid Shebehoid. Yisoid Shebehoid, in contrast to the 33rd of the Omer, which is Hod Shebehoid, which is praise of praise, or acknowledgement of acknowledgement, or admitting to admit, the next day, becomes Yusoid Shebehoid. Yusoid is the attribute of reproduction and continuity. Hoid means to praise. Perhaps the meaning of this attribute is Rabbi Akiva realized the importance of continuity. He started to rebuild, to reproduce spiritually, his students, and from here we learn the importance of acknowledging and the importance of praising one's students. A parent needs to praise their children. A teacher needs to praise their students. And so by praising their students and revealing the the truth and the greatness of each disciple, Rabbi Akiva was able to reveal their potential, and from these five disciples, and especially Rabbi Shimin, he was able to rebuild the entire world. The Talmud says of Rabbi Shimin, Rabbi Kiva told him like this, Dayach shani makirin It's enough that I and God know your greatness. Your greatness is so profound, I cannot articulate it. Only God really knows how great you are. What is the letter of the day for the 34th of the Omer, the day after Lag Bomer? The letter Lamid. What does the letter Lamid mean? Lil Maid Lil to learn and to teach. 
It's all about teaching the next generation of students. Furthermore, the word of the day, two words of the day, is Yeducha, will praise you. It's about praising disciples and disciples praising their teacher. And finally, Adascha, your congregation. It was all about Rabbi Akiva rebuilding his congregation, his yeshiva, his disciples, his followers. And by doing so, rebuilding the entire world. So let's take it a step further. How is it possible such a great rabbi, such a great leader like Rabbi Akiva, who created a following of 24,000 of the greatest disciples of that time, they should all die in 33 days. Says the Gemara, it's not a secret, they did not respect each other properly. They did not attribute the proper honor one to the other like one should to the students of Rabbi Akiva. It's not enough that I am a student of Rabbi Akiva and I'm great, but you're also a student of Rabbi Akiva. You're also great. So I have to give you the proper honor. They did not give the proper honor to their colleagues. But this alone creates a tremendous challenge because Rabbi Kiva taught the famous teaching, love your fellow as yourself. Amr Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva Oimer, Rabbi Kiva says, the verse in the Torah that says, love your fellow man as yourself, this is a great principle in the Torah. Which means, he not only taught Torah knowledge, he also taught behavior and attributes of ethics and values. Because Torah knowledge is worthless if it does not trickle down into action. So Rabbi Kiva taught his disciples the importance of loving your fellow as yourself. So how is it possible that these brilliant disciples who internalized Rabbi Kiva's teachings did not honor each other properly? So again we look into the life of Rabbi Kiva. What did Rabbi Kiva say? Rabbi Kiva said, you should know, call Yomai all my life. I was uncomfortable. I was in pain. And I asked myself, when will I be able to fulfill the mitzvah of Shema Yisrael, Hashem Lekeinu, Hashem Achad, Hero Israel, God is our Lord, God is one, which means you should be willing to die for God. I want to be able to die for God. So all my life I was saying, I want to reach this level to be able to die for God. Now it's important to note that in Judaism we don't believe that one should be a martyr. You don't look to blow yourself up. That's a sin. But if it comes to it that you need to give up your life for God, that is the highest level of spirituality. So the Abbe Kiva said, every day I say in the Shema, Here, O Israel, God is our Lord, God is one. And that means I'm willing to die for you, God. When can I fulfill this mitzvah? And the end of his life, that's what happened. He was killed by the Romans. They took cones and they flayed him alive. And he was smiling. He was 120 years old. And they said, Rabbi Kiva, how can you be smiling? 
He says, what do you mean? My whole life I waited for this. I shouldn't smile. So Rabbi Kiva, to use modern terminology, was an intense character. He was radical. And this intensity for God, for spirituality, for holiness, for Yiddishkeit, he imparted to his students. So now, the students learn their Rebbe's teaching, and they're into it, and they're intense, and now they share their teachings with their neighbor, and they begin to discuss it. Two Jews, three opinions. What does Rabbi Kiva mean when he said this? Well, I think he meant this. And the other one says, no, he meant that. Now, but I have to love you. But how can I love you when you disagree with me? So I have to convince you that I'm right so you understand the truth. I don't want you to live in darkness and live in falsehood. So because of my responsibility, because I care about you so much, sounds like a mother, right? A Yiddish mother. I love you so much, I can't give you any space to think on your own. I have to make sure you think just like me. And therefore, because of that confusion, they began to disrespect one the other. How could I truly respect you if you don't listen to me and I'm right? Of course you have your opinion, but your opinion should be my opinion. And this brought about, this brought about, as the mother says, the world became desolate. Because they had this rotsui, as we call Kabbalah, this desire to connect with God, this desire, this intense passion to become one with God, the desire for truth, and only but the truth, nothing, nothing but the truth. And because of this, this caused a divisiveness between the students of Rabbi Akiva. Came along the five new students, Rabbi Shimon, who was considered to be the greatest of all these students. And he was the antithesis of the 24,000. And that's why he died on Lagba Umbra, when the students of Rabbi Kiva ceased dying to show the antithesis. It's the opposite of Rabbi Kiva's disciples. Because on the day of a person's death, all of his Torah knowledge, all the good deeds that he did, everything that he stood for comes together on that one day. becomes magnified. Rabbi Shirin Bayechai was all about loving your fellow man. He was all about perfecting the world. How do we see this? Rabbi Shirin Bayechai was in a cave for 13 years. He was in the cave for 13 years because he ran away from the Romans who wanted to kill him. The mother says that miracles happened in the cave. There was no food. And overnight, a buxer tree, a carob tree grew and he ate carob every day. That's how he sustained himself. And that's why, by the way, there's a custom on Lagba Eimer to eat, to eat carob, to eat buxer. It's one of the customs of Lag Ba'imah, besides dancing around a mudura, a big fire, is also the custom of, of having carib. So a carib tree grew, and, and a stream of water came in. I guess it's a custom to drink water also on Lag Ba'imah. And that's the way he sustained himself, he and his son together, for 12 years. After 12 years, they came out of the cave, 
they were so spiritual that when they saw a farmer working the land, they looked upon the farmer and he burnt into a pile of bones. And a heavenly voice came out and said, Rab Shimin, did you leave the cave to destroy my world? Go back into the cave. So he went back into the cave for 12 more months. 12 more months. A total of 13 years. 13 is Echad, the Gematria of Echad. He became now one. Heaven and earth became one. He walked out of the cave and he said, if anybody needs something to be fixed, come to me, I will fix it. He asked, he asked, he didn't wait for someone, do me a favor. He went, I want to do you a favor. That was the extent of his Avas Yisrael, his love for another person, that how can I help you? What can I do for you? And the mother says that there was an area where Kohanim could not walk because there was a question whether or not there was a, a corpse there. And therefore the Kohanim had to take a long trip around and it wasted a long time. So Rabbi, Ki, Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon came and he fixed it. He fixed it. And now they were able to go straight through that path. But the point is, the Gemara says this story right after he came out of the cave to imply that this was the transformation. This was the paradigm shift. That now his entire essence was Avas Yisrael, that of Rabbi Kiva, to love your fellow man and not to wait until someone comes to me to ask for help, but rather to extend yourself and, and, and ask others, what can I do for you? And we see that with a transformation in his Torah knowledge as well. The Gemara says that before he entered into the cave, his father-in-law, who was a big, big holy tzaddik and a great Torah scholar, Pinchas ben Yoyer. So anytime he would ask his father-in-law a question in Torah, his father-in-law would give him 12 answers for each question. <clears throat> when he came out of the cave and his father-in-law asked him a question, Rabbi Shir Mayichoy returned 24 answers. <laughs> To each question, a transformation. And so, what is what is Lagboimer all about? And the day after Lagboimer, there's a verse that says, "Vachai yitain eliboy," and those that are alive should put it into their hearts. Chai is life. Chai is also the 18th day of the month of Eir, which is Lagboimer, the day of life. Rabbi Shem Ba'echoi brought a new life into the counting of the Omer. Till now, it's about sadness. Till now, it's about death. And now he transformed this death into life. Not only that, it says, and the hachai yitain el the live should put it into their hearts. The word lave, heart, is 32. In other words, he transformed the first 32 days as well, retroactively. That they too now became fixed. He fixed the mistake of the disciples of Rabbi Akiva. And so the message of the day after, like Baomer, is to rebuild. And regardless of the pain and suffering and loss that perhaps one may have had up until now, to derive strength from Rabbi Akiva, who saw death before his very eyes, and yet it was not an impediment. It did not hold him back, but he got up and rebuilt and created the greatest disciples for all generations to come. 
Rabbi Shimon Bayechoi's entire life was the study of Torah. Now, most of us don't have that capacity to sit 24 hours a day and learn Torah. But we can be like Rabbi Shimon Bayechoi. How? When you sit down every day for half an hour, an hour, and study Torah, and you go to a Torah class, you turn your phone off. You have no distractions. That half an hour, that hour of Torah study, you are like Rabbi Shimon Bayechoi. You are one with God. As he said, my entire life, with one knot, I was one with God. And on the day of his passing, he became totally one with God. So each one of us has that gift that Rabbi Shimon Bayechoi gave to us, that we can become one with God. So when we study Torah, when we pray, remove all distractions. And say to yourself, I want to be like Rabbi Shimon Bayechoi. I want to be like the Rajbi. I want to be one with God. And by doing so, we will receive all of these blessings for long life, v'achai, true life, life of meaning, and life of purpose, and life of health and joy. And the ultimate life, as it says in the introduction to the Zohar, the, the book of the Rajbi, that with this book, the book of the Kabbalah, the book of the Zohar, we will receive the countenance of Mashiach with mercy and with God's blessings. May be speedily in our days.